Part five of the Military Journals of Two Private Soldiers, seventeen fifty eight to seventeen seventy five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by FNH. The Military Journals of Two Private Soldiers, 1758-1775, by Abraham Tomlinson. Part 5. Monday 10th. Still at Lake George, in our old encampment. Two cannon and two mortar pieces, all of them brass, come into Lake George today. Tuesday the 11th. I washed my clothes today and had tea for breakfast. Wednesday 12th. Today I was called upon guard. Stephen Lyon went to Fort Edward. Thursday 13th. Today washed my clothes. Friday 14th. Nothing remarkable. Saturday 15th. Nothing remarkable. Called out to work. Sunday 16th. Went to meeting to hear Mr. Pomeroy, Pomeroy, and his text was in the 16th chapter of Isaiah, the ninth verse. In the afternoon, went to hear Mr. Eels, and his text was in the 4th chapter of Amos, and the 12th verse. Sung the 45th psalm, the last time sung the 44th psalm. This day Colonel Deutner's regiment marched off. Monday 17th. This day, Sergeant Joseph Mathers had a new shirt put on, of seventy stripes. Flogging was facetiously termed putting on a new shirt. Seventy lashes was a pretty severe punishment. I washed, and at night was called upon picket guard. Barney went down to the halfway brook. This was the outlet of three little lakes, situated about halfway between the head of Lake George and the bend of the Hudson at Sandy Hill. They are the headwaters of Clear River, the west branch of Wood Creek, which empties into Lake Champlain at Whitehall and back again to guard artillery. Tuesday 18th. One Samuel Johnson died very suddenly. He belonged to Captain Latimer's company of New Cannon. Nehemiah Blackmore was whipped ten stripes for firing his gun. Wednesday 19th. This day, to work upon the hospital, getting timber to it, I went upon the island. This was the Diamond Island, lying directly in front of Dunham's Bay, and not far from the village of Caldwell. It was so called because of the number and beauty of quartz crystals found upon it. Burgoyne made it a depot of military stores when on his way from Canada by the way of Lake Champlain in 1777. It was the scene of a sharp conflict between the little garrison and a party of Americans under Colonel Brown on the 25th of September 1777. While Gates and Burgoyne were confronted at Saratoga, Brown was repulsed to stay there a week. Thursday 20th. Still at work. Colonel Worcester sought out to go down to Albany and a number of men with him. This morning ten men were a-going to the halfway brook to guard the post and the Indians waylaid them and killed nine of them. And one got in safe and they rallied out from the brook one hundred and went back to see what was the matter and they laid wait for them and they fired upon the front first and killed two captains and two lieutenants on the spot and our men were surprised, and run back all but a few, and they stood a little while, and lost seventeen men. The engagement began, some two hours high. About an hour after Lieutenant Smith and two hundred of our men went down to help guard the teams down to Fort Edward. Friday 21st. 
This day, at night, Lieutenant Smith came back, and very poor he was. The rest of the guard returned well. Saturday, 22nd. This day, Colonel Partridge's regiment, Partridge's, was resolved to have their full allowance, or go off, and they got it. They were volunteers. A small shower, and at night our post came in, and our men that stayed behind came up, and I received a letter from home. Sunday, 23rd. Went to meeting, and the text was in the three chapter of John, and the sixteen verse, and in the afternoon the text was in the sixth chapter of Micah, and six and seven verses. This day wet and hard showers. Monday, 24th. This day, a week ago, Ensign Robbins died at Albany. This day Henry Morris came up to Lake George with two wagon loads of rum and sold it right off. Tuesday, 25th. Captain Holmes and five of our men went down to the halfway brook to be stationed there till further orders. At nine o'clock, one James McMahon, Maman, was hanged upon the gallows, upon the top of the rock and noose. This locality cannot be identified. Our post came in, and I was released from the hospital work. Wednesday, 26th. Major Putnam had orders to list 400 rangers, and listed some today. Thursday, 27th. This day, the captains of the companies drawed out nine men of a company for rangers. Friday, 28th. There was about 40 teams and wagons are coming up, about halfway between Fort Edward and halfway Brook, and a scout of French and Indians waylaid them and killed every ox and destroyed all their stores, everything. Rogers, in his journal, speaks of this occurrence. He says it was on the 27th, and that 116 men were killed, of whom 16 were rangers. And about midnight, our camps were alarmed of it, and Major Putnam rallied about 1,000 men and went after them. Saturday, 29th. This day Rogers went upon the track with his rangers. He went out with 700 men to intercept the marauding party, but they escaped, and sent back for all the picket guard, and they went this day. I was very poor, and took a portion of physic. Sunday, 30th. This morning, by break of day, some of Major Putnam's men that he left with the battoes spied some more coming down the lake, and they come and told, and Lyman rallied about 2,000 men and went up the lake. I was poor and went to meeting. Mr. Ingerson, Ingersoll, preached and his text was in the Psalms, the 83 and the 14 and 15. The afternoon, the text was in Deuteronomy, 32 and 29 verse. End of part five. Recording by FNH. Please visit www.bookranger.co.uk